What is good, everyone? This is your host, Deanna Radulescu with Label Free Podcast. Live your best life. You must live a label free. As always, bringing you incredible guests. So sit back, relax, and tune in. My next guest is an accredited health coach. She has two advanced certifications in sleep science coaching. She's also the founder of My Sleep Makeover Coaching Program. Please welcome Morgan Morgan Adams. Morgan, thank you for joining us today. I'm looking forward to this conversation. Oh, good. Thanks, Deanna, for having me. I appreciate I appreciate your, uh, your graciousness in inviting me on. Well, I, so I didn't know, and I kind of figured I've always struggled with sleep myself. And so like, since I was a little girl, I used to take a lot of Ambien, like, you know, to mm-hmm. the point where I had to take two a night because I got developed a uh, tolerance to it. And my, my late husband said I would do crazy things in the middle of the night because of it. And so now I read here that 46% of women have problems sleeping almost every night. That's a, that's, that's a large number. It's a huge number. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, you know, it hasn't gotten any better. <laughs> Uh, in a recent uh, survey from the American County Academy of Sleep Medicine in 2020, um, it was revealed that women are 1.5 times more likely to than men to report not waking, feeling rested in the yeah. morning. Yeah. So we, we are definitely struggling uh, for sure. And as we get older into our midlife years, it just becomes a little more of a challenge to get a good night's sleep. So um, I personally, you know, going back to what you said, I was dependent on Ambien for eight years. So I can actually really relate to, I did crazy things too. Yeah. So I can really relate to that. And, um, you know, I, I definitely, you know, caution folks to, to proceed with caution if you're going down that route. Yeah. And, um, you know, unfortunately, a lot of prim- primary care doctors, when they are approached by a patient who has a sleeping problem, will just automatically hand them a script for a, a sleeping pill. Um, and it, in certain situations, it's it's fine. You know, if you're going through a death, divorce, uh, job crisis, or whatnot, to take it short term is actually okay. But the issue is that most doctors do not provide some kind of exit ramp for for being on the pills, and they end up prescribing them indefinitely for patients. And that's kind of probably what happened with you and me, as we just kept taking them and taking them because we felt like we had no way out. So, um, you know, I just say proceed with caution and just and realize there are some ramifications of that to your health and, you know, to your life in general. So why I have a lot of questions. So (laughs) why do you think women like majority majority of women have such a hard time with their sleeping habits? Yeah, a few reasons. First reason goes back to our hormones from adolescence all the way up through menopause, our hormones are fluctuating, sometimes wildly, especially when we get into our mid-years. So that is sort of the the number one driver of our sleep issues as women. The second is is that women are more at risk for mental health issues like depression and anxiety. And depression and anxiety put us at more risk for insomnia. There's sort of a bi-directional relationship there. And the third reason why women have more difficulty sleeping, and this really kind of ties into later in life or midlife, is that we have so many competing roles in our lives. So for example, a 40, this is sort of classic of one of my clients, a 45 to 50 year old woman, maybe at the top of her career game, (laughs) you're raising your hand. Yeah. Uh, Top of her career game. So she's got a lot of work stress, a lot of work pressure. She may have a child still living at home that she's caring for, 
And to top it all off, she might have an aging parent who she's trying to take care of. So all of these demands come crashing down and it creates a lot of anxiety for these women, which contribute to the sleep problem. So it's kind of a firestorm. All of these things combined together in different levels can really create some challenges for women who are, you know, to sleep. I have found that, you know, I mean, as I've gotten a little bit older and I start tuning into, you know, why I'm having such a hard time sleeping is that I'm you know, if you're, especially if you're type A, right? Yes. Like the laundry list that goes on in your head, like the to-do list. So you think, okay, tomorrow I got to do this, 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 this. And so your, your mind just keeps going and then it gets your heart racing. And it's just like, and then you have a hard time calming down. And so like, that's something that I realized that is a problem for me. And I think a lot of other women are like that as well. Yeah, absolutely. That is like one of the most common problems my clients have. And I'll share, I'll share a couple tips on that. If you're interested sure. on how to to mitigate that. So first thing would be to practice some type of mindfulness during the day, starting from the morning all the way up till evening. What ends up happening is if we don't sit down and take time for ourselves and kind of process our thoughts, those, those thoughts appear in the middle of the night and we're trying to get to, you know, we're either trying to get to sleep or we wake up. So we have, those thoughts are going to come up no matter what. So it's better to deal with those thoughts and emotions during the day so that they don't creep up at night. So really a great practice would be like a mindfulness meditation a few times a day, 10 minutes, 10 minutes, each sec, sec, segment would be excellent. Yeah. Um, another really, really um, impactful way to deal with these worries that come up at night is to do an exercise that I call the constructive worry exercise. And so what you do in this is a few hours before bed is generally the best time to do this. You take a sheet of paper and you divide it in half. And on the left-hand side, you write worries. And on the right-hand side, you write concerns. And you basically just brain dump and you just list down all of your worries. And on the column of um, solutions, you write the next step to solving that problem. If there is no immediate next step, it's a sort of a nebulous problem. You can just write that down too. Yeah. And then, you know, you could fold that piece of paper, put it on your bedside table. And if you wake up in the middle of the night, and you start to worry. Yeah. You can remind yourself you've dealt with your worries and you'll resume worrying the next day at your designated worry time. Because if you can just get all that stuff out before bed, it's going to be less likely to kind of gnaw at you at night when you wake up. So those are some really impactful strategies that have helped a lot of my clients deal with that monkey mind. We get it from time to time, you know. So, yeah, so what, monkey mind is just like the the to do list, or I've never heard the that. Mo- well, the monkey mind is sort of a, a way to describe all of those chattery thoughts. In oh, your head. okay, yeah, that's yeah. Great. That's a, I like that. I've never heard that before. <laughs> yeah, monkey yeah. mind. I'll write that yeah. down. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> part of my notes. Um, so when I started taking Ambien, the thought was. Ambien was supposed to get you start regulating your sleep. So if you're having a hard time sleeping. But then I found that, you know, I, it was hard to make, to get myself to regulate my sleep because then I was a lot depending on Ambien to get me to sleep. Yeah. So I, I took it, I mean, I probably took it for a couple of years. I don't know if it was eight years, but I would take it off and on for several years. And it was just like, you know, it, it would only, it would start to being like, I would take one and I'd only sleep for like three or four hours. Mm-hmm. So then I needed to take two to really knock myself out which would get me in maybe six to seven hours. Yeah. And then I, then I realized as I was more becoming more, I was taking them more. Like I was starting to get like almost depressed. Like yes. Day. 
you know, and I was like my mood. It wasn't like it was like I was unstable with my my mood and my mental health. Yes. Did you experience the same thing? Um, to a degree. Yes. I would say that um, they did actually for me work. I didn't have to take more. Okay. Um, I, but I do know that a lot of people have to keep taking more and more for it to, to keep working. Sure. Um, my main issue honestly was the grogginess I felt the next day and what I ended up learning recently doing all my, you know, sleep studying is that back in 2013, the FDA issued or suggested to the pharmaceutical company for, for Ambien to re or to, to change their labeling for, or prescribing requirements for women. In other words, they basically lowered the dose for women as a standard dose because women were actually quote being overdosed inadvertently. They just didn't understand that women had these tolerability issues. And so in hindsight, I'm like, Oh, no wonder I was so groggy. So I woke up, um, in a fog. And I honestly didn't even really come out of it until close to lunch. Yeah. And I, at that time I was you know, working in a pretty stressful environment um, in public health. And, you know, I was, I was inter- act- actively interviewing for a lot of other better positions that suited yeah. me more. And I, um, I remember one morning I, or one day I had a lunch appointment with a woman who was very influential locally and who, you know, was, could potentially lead me into the direction for a better job. And I remember I had such an ambient hangover. I just, I just was literally like, I I was stumbling over my words with this lady. And I just kind of felt like I kind of blew it, you know, and I just, I blamed the ambient. I was like, well, if I hadn't had had that ambient, I wouldn't have sounded like so slow. And also, I don't know if this was an issue for you, but um, often I would combine alcohol with ambient. Wine. Um, you're not supposed to do that, but no, you know, you're not, but man, if you're going to do it, you might as well do it. All right, you might as well blow it out. So that was, you know, that added, um, added extra, you know, kind of mental fog. Yeah. Um, and then I would have occasionally, not all the time, but I would have these, it, these um, incidents of binging at night on food and eating yeah. late at night, uh, bad food doesn't help your sleep either. So it was really um, kind of a, a recipe for disaster. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that I ended up stopping. Um, it's not easy to stop for a lot of people. But yeah. um, I think that, you know, folks really should consider if they want to stop, of course, you know, everyone has free will, but if they want to stop, uh, pr- approaching their their prescribing provider and and asking for a taper down schedule, and um, I'd actually help a lot of people um, in conjunction with their providers with the account uh, accountability and support because it's not easy to yeah. to go that alone. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. I never even thought about that. I just I just decided that I I couldn't keep doing that and living like that. Cause I just wasn't feeling good. Yeah. And I would wake up in the middle of the night and I won't, won't, didn't even remember one night I put on and, and then we're going to get back into, I have some more questions for you. One night I put on a red dress and I went down to the pantry and I was eating cookies mm-hmm. and it was like, I left a trail <laughs> and I went back up to bed. I woke up and I'm like, Oh my God, I got a red dress on. And my, my husband at the time, he's no longer with us. He was just like, you're, you left a, a, a trail of cookies you, you <laughs> demolished them. And it was just like, you know, after he passed away, I, I had to go back on them because it was just, my life was in such a shambles, but 
then I was just like, I'm done. I have to find a way to, and I still have sleeping issues. Like the last couple of nights have been terrible. I don't know if it's because of the weather, hormones, but I've just been, it has not been easy. But uh, yeah, I no longer, I no longer partake in the ambient. I don't, I don't believe in it. How, how important is it for a woman specifically to get a good night's rest? Extremely important on many different levels. So it good health, good sleep actually improves your brain function. We have something called a lymphatic system. You've heard of the lymphatic system. Yeah. Well, uh-huh. it's, it's a lymphatic system with a G in front of it. And this is a relatively new discovery, I think sometime over the past five, 10 years. And it is basically a system in our brain where um, if you are getting deep sleep at night, mm-hmm. the lymphatic system will flush those toxins out of your brain during that deep sleep, deep sleep phase. Yeah. So brain, it helps our brains to sleep. It helps our memory, yeah. our focus. It helps our heart health. It our helps. Beauty. We need our, our beauty. Yeah. I mean, and then, you know, <laughs> honestly, it helps your skin because yeah. in deep sleep, in the face of deep sleep, you are able to uh, stimulate more collagen production, which helps our skin so we can glow. And yeah. also with w- when we have enough REM sleep, which is that um, dream state sleep, yeah. when we have enough of that, it helps us with our emotional regulation um, yeah, and, and, and leveling out of mood. So a lot of times if you find yourself very snappy or you know just on edge, it could be that you didn't get enough REM sleep. Um, And then finally, I would say for women, especially, you know, getting into midlife, it helps with our hormone balance. Um, We find that a lot of women who are not getting enough sleep will end up becoming hungrier and will make poor food choices. And it actually all all traces back to our biology. When we don't get enough sleep, um, we have a hormone, a hunger hormone called ghrelin. And that is um, a hormone that actually increases when we are sleep deprived. So we get hungrier when we have not had enough sleep. And we have a hormone called leptin, and that is our satiety hormone. So our satiety hormone drops when we haven't had enough sleep. So you can imagine it's a firestorm for not being full and wanting to eat more and more and more. And our, our brain actually is programmed to choose more fatty kind of like sugary carby foods when we haven't had enough sleep. I mean, I, I, I can totally relate to that. Yeah. You know, I, if I'm really, really struggling with sleep, I'm going to reach for a piece of pizza instead of a stalk of broccoli any day. So, so yeah, for, for women, um, there are so many incredible benefits to having sleep and, you know, some, some consequences if we are constantly, um, underslept. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, so what was like, so now is this all that you do is the sleep coaching? Yes. This is my business full time. What was your, I love it. So what was your, like, um, like that moment where you like pulled the trigger and said, I'm just going to do this full time now. Well, I, uh, let's see going back a few years ago. So four years ago, I had a breast cancer diagnosis and I became very, very wrapped up in optimizing my health, changing it around and, and getting better. Um, and I knew that, that eventually I wanted to help other women with their health. I just did not really understand how I was going to do that. And then two years ago, I had this revelation that 
I wanted to help women with their sleep because I had had the, that struggle with insomnia many years ago. And then I kind of went back, not into full insomnia, but a sleep struggle in the very beginning of the pandemic, like the first couple months. Yeah. And so I started to really um, kind of optimize again. I bought an aura ring to, to track my sleep. And um, I started sharing on social media some of the things that I was doing and I came to find out that a lot of other people in my circle were struggling with their sleep. And that is really kind of the moment where I was like, I need to make this a career. Yeah. I'm, I'm extremely passionate about helping women with their health. And sleep is the foundation of health, no doubt. So why not start there? I love that. That's a great story. Thanks. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm like such a baby. If I don't get sleep, that's it. I'm not doing nothing. I, I have to take a nap. <laughs> I can, I don't believe you know, at this point in my life, I'm 46. I am not going to push myself to the point where I'm just feeling ragged because I matter. I'm that I value myself and my health that, you know, luckily I'm blessed enough to do that. You know, my, you know, my fiance and I, you know, he's like, I want you to stay home. I want you to do what you love. And so I'm blessed to have that. But even before when I was working in corporate, if I don't have a good night's sleep, I, I just can't function. Yeah. I just can't. It's just not, and I don't feel good. Like, I feel like you get worn down and that's, you are more susceptible to get sick. Oh yeah. You, know, you make poor decisions, like you said, with yes. food and it's just and poor decisions. Like you had a, an interview, like, I mean, come on, that's just, that's just right. no good for anyone. Right. But um, where can people find you, connect with you and learn more? Yeah. So my website is morganadamswellness.com. I have um, a really fun newsletter. I call it the snooze letter that people can sign up for. It's a, a sleep insights and tips that come out every two weeks. I have something called a sleep sanctuary checklist that's available for download on my website to get you started. Appreciate I also offer a complimentary 20 minute uh, clarity call for anyone who's thinking about getting coaching. And I'm also really active on Instagram. I'm kind of, I do these goofy reels and stories. And um, so my handle there is morganadams.wellness. So I just, if anyone wants to connect with me and chat sleep, I am all ears. Awesome. You guys, I'm going to put those links in the show notes. So don't hesitate to go click on one of those links, reach out to Morgan, go follow her on Instagram and take her up on that free call and her checklist. If you're having issues sleeping, especially if you are a woman and you need a little bit of help there, she is wanting to help and make your life better. Um, what does it look like before we start wrapping things up? What does it look like when someone says, okay, I've just had the call with Morgan. I'm interested in moving forward. What does your process look like from that from that point? Yeah, pretty straightforward and streamlined. I have a, a an offer that is a one to one coaching package. Okay. It is is you and me on Zoom, pretty much for six sessions, ideally every week, and we just really drill down and try to figure out what's what's keeping you from sleeping and implementing tactics and strategies to get you back on track. So that's kind of the nuts and bolts of it. I love it. Yeah. Awesome. Okay, before we say goodbye. What are some last words of wisdom or advice that you'd like to leave with the audience? Yeah. Last words of wisdom and advice kind of actually tie in with the, the name of your podcast, Label Free. So if you are having trouble sleeping and it's a struggle for you, I would really suggest that you not label yourself a bad sleeper because sleeping is a biological process. We don't sit there and go, she's a bad breather. Yeah. She's a bad eater. You know, we just, we don't really say that. So and especially if you have a child to call a child, Hey, Hey, little Susie, you're a bad sleeper. That child is going to really like embrace that label as they get older and think they can't sleep well. So just words matter. 
And if you are having trouble sleeping, own it and say, I'm having some struggle sleeping at the moment, but I'm working on them instead of really labeling yourself as a quote, bad sleeper. That's good advice because I know that I have, I've labeled myself that like I would get so frustrated in the middle of the night, tossing and turning and just like, man, I just can't sleep, you know? And, and just, I think that putting that negative thought on it and that, you know, is just adding to the problem. So I would agree. Well, Morgan, uh, thank you for what you do. I, I, you know, I've never talked to a sleep coach before, and I know that for us women, it's very, it's necessary and we, we struggle. I know I have always struggled. So we appreciate you sharing some of your wisdom on today. Happy to do it. Awesome. You guys, this is your host, Deanna Radulescu with Label Free Podcast. Live your best life. You must live label free. Please don't forget to subscribe, follow, rate, review, comment, share, all those good things. And I'll be back soon with more dynamic guests.